which is you're going to try to get out of the bondage of you as a you. Yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people are motivated by the first little trap they think they're in, but they don't see the second trap, which is trying to get out of it. Yeah, Trying to get out of it is another form of being in it. You may recognize the first form because it drives it or it really motivates a desire or an urge to get out of it as a self, but you don't see that the self can't get out of self. You actually believe that I'm going to get sufficiently away from what's bothering me, but as the source of what's bothering me. <laughs> it just doesn't work. And it's probably never going to work. Some, some Zen masters in the old days said it in a very, very charitable way. It says, it, you can do it for eons and it won't matter. <laughs> you know, that's like a lot of errors together in eon. You know, he says, it's still not going to happen. You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use mind to seek mind. Because if the mind is being used to seek mind, it's not taking itself to be mind. It's taking itself to be something other than that. And now what it is, is now the object for what it's not to move towards. Which is an impossibility. Yeah? They can't... They can't... They can't appear in the same space at the same time because one would be obviously displayed not to be you. Yeah. So all the thing of wanting to get there is just like a like a smoke in mirrors. It has no intention of arriving because it knows all the journey towards the arrival date is a part of the, the, the fucking story. It has no fear about arriving because as soon as it arrives, it will depart from there. Yeah. So self can't, you, when you see the Buddha, like they say in Zen, when you see the Buddha on the street, shoot him. Why is that? Why would you want to shoot the Buddha? He's compassionate and all this stuff. Well, because at that point, you've thrown the Buddhahood of your own situation onto that sorry person or whatever, and now calling them the Buddha allows you not to be the Buddha. Yeah? And now you're going to try to seek to be the Buddha through the Buddha, or seeking self to get out of self. And that's not going to work, yeah. Because the point is, is, is when when you shoot the Buddha, what would be left? What would you be left with? With Buddha, yeah. When you shot the symbolism, what symbolized or was a substitute for Buddha? When you shot it and it disappeared, where where would the Buddha be? Right where you are, yeah. But if there's another one that's the Buddha, it can easily be hidden, yeah. It's not so confronting. You'll, you can spend maybe 70 years never getting to that point. You know? It can't happen infinitely, but it can happen in time, seemingly. Yeah? But So if the Buddha's there, you can be now seeking the Buddha through the Buddha. Yeah? This is what they were trying to give us, a, to save us time about. Yeah? But if I shoot the Buddha, there's no Buddha, there's one Buddha left. <laughs> I'm <laughs> well, not even a one. There's Buddha left. Yeah, the last place you were gonna look. <laughs> so you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can't use mind to seek mind. Yeah, you can't use light to find light. <laughs> Why? Because you are the light, you are the mind, you are the Buddha. Oh, that explains everything, exactly. 
It would seem crazy for the Buddha to use his Buddha nature to seek the Buddha. It would be the next move would be no move at all. There would be resting in the Buddha. Yeah, there'd be no looking for it anymore. But you'd be looking from it all day. Yeah, and that thing that you wanted to be outside of your false you, that you false you could find and take it as an advantage, will now see the false you, see the production of it, see the how it's inferred and implied and assumed, and how it's constantly reconstructed. And it has no inherent, long-listing existence. It's just an appearance in mind. Yeah. So what you were hoping to attain or work towards or maybe have an experience of now becomes the basic platform from which you live. Totally different, yeah. And what occurs is when it becomes the basic platform, it can possibly happen that you'll lose interest in all the vehicles to get there. Because you realize, what's the point? I mean, getting there would be a leaving it. Yeah? <laughs> if I'm busily trying to get there, I'm actually in the act of leaving it, which is an impossibility. Yeah? But it would, it would sure seem like it's so. By my trying to get to that point, I'm actually denying the point that I am. Yeah? I'm using the point to get to the point. Yeah? That's pointless. <laughs> It's like in those movies where there's the clone and he thinks it's, it's been programmed to be a, think it's a person. Yeah, so it's, it's got a whole story about being a person. It has pictures of who's a person with, you know, a wife and kids and has this fa- 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 favorite baseball team hat on because he has a little loyalty to Boston Red Sox or something like this. And he has a very rich story. Yeah, and he's going on doing everything. Be it, it didn't matter if he's a clone or not, he's going to be doing the same thing. But let's say one day something happens where there's a realization that he's a clone. Yeah. You would think that would be enough. So the clone would see that it's a clone and get that what? It's a clone. Yeah. But when he, when he hears the news and he can't, he hears the news, hey bro, you're a clone. How he's hearing the news is from the programming of being a person. So now the program of being a person tries to understand the news that it's a clone. Yeah? But the feeling and all like that of being a person keeps going. Nothing seems to change at all. Because when the ball was thrown, the, the clone, the, the person, the program person caught it. And the game continues. Yeah? I got it. I got him a clone. I really got I'm a clone, but you got it as a person. Yeah? So this is what happens when people say, hey, you're a, you're a lion, you're a lion, or you're the truth, or whatever it is, and they're like, yeah, 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 but they, that doesn't, it's not translated into an ease and comfort or any kind of sense-felt realization. It's all like, oh, I can be the, I can know the truth, you know? I can get a little bit of the truth in my life, and it will probably prove to be an advantage for me in this life, to have a little more truth than I'm having right now. Because it's the absence of truth that's probably causing all this shit not to work out for me. Yeah? 
That's what happens. So you get the message, you are that, but and then you hear it, but it's like, I can become like that. Yeah? The programming will override any aspect of the programming. The basic, like, uh, what do they call it, when they write, this, write the stuff for a program? The basic stuff, like, let's say they had that one in the movies, the one... The basic uh, line in all the programming for all the robots was not to kill another human, a human being. So, yeah, so they would never, they would never do violence to a human being. All the millions of robots, they couldn't override that. Yeah, that's the one place they couldn't cross. So, this sense of being what you think you are is overriding everything else. So, even when the program goes, oh, I got the message, I'm not that. What's going to hold the message is that which you're not. Yeah. So you hear it, oh yeah, the message is I'm not that, but I'm going to get the message of I'm not that as that which I'm not. <laughs> yeah? And once again, it's going, to be a, it's going to be ethereal, it's going to be hard, it's going to be like that crazy butterfly. Why can't I grab it? Because it's in the grab, the way you're trying to embrace it can't hold it. Yeah? The program is defining how you're holding it, instead of letting what is said to you get through and enter the program, and then wrote it from the inside out. What happens is usually the message gets claimed by the programming, and then it's fit, it's like fit to, to it's a one size fits all. It frames it in a way it can understand it, which it makes it something, and then that something, the quality of that nothingness is neutered, and it doesn't do a damn fucking thing really. Just something else you added on to all your storage units, you know. You got more weight to carry around. Now you got this unbelievable weight of enlightenment and then the constant recognition by the head, for the head, as the head, that you're not enlightened. So now enlightenment is used to drive you crazy. Yeah? You would have been better off never to freaking hear about it. But now the things heard it, claimed it, made it into something. Now it's another one of those daughters, the swords of Damascus, whatever that thing. You, another sword is constantly going in your head. You're not awake. You're not. You should be. Everyone's purpose here is to wake up to the truth. Yeah, it's insane, isn't it? Everything it has this incredible meaning of total freedom, and yet when it's held by this the programming, it's used to bond you. To, to the idea of being an unenlightened person, as if that's a real bad, that's a real bad big blemish on my resume. I should be enlightened. What the whole, why am I going to this ice cream store? I should be home meditating every fucking second that I have. I should be attempting to improve myself because I'm supposed to be. It's that's the point of this whole experience is to get enlightenment. Yeah? How is it being used? It's just producing more agitation. Yeah. Enlightenment doesn't produce agitation. When the enlightenment is claimed by the mental process, it will be used to produce agitation. When peace is claimed by the mental process, it will be used to drive you crazy. Because it will keep noticing, oh, you were at peace that time, but you're not there now. And you know, you better fucking change your ways or you're not going to be in peace. You know, you come, let's go, chop, chop. Start using the activity to find stillness. When that perfect statement says you can't use activity to find stillness, that would be activity. Yeah? You can't, you can't use what's stirred up to find what isn't stirred up. What this is going to do, it's going gonna, it's gonna to keep stirring itself up by that topic. That's what it does. It claims it and uses it for its own, for its own agenda, which isn't to bring you happiness, joy, and freedom. It isn't. If it was, you would have had it already. Yeah? 
So that's like the second little thing. Once you see that, once you read, yeah, when you see the Buddha on the street, shoot him. What the hell would that mean? That's what it sort of means, yeah? Because that's the way we throw the Buddhahood of our own sense here onto something else so that we can worship it and end up hating it, you know? It's got to have to fail us because we're the Buddha, yeah? That's why every savior is going to fail you because you don't need to be saved, yeah? You don't need a savior. You need to wake up to what you're not and then you'll be living as what you are, which you've always been, but now there'll be some noticing it, yeah? You'll be appreciating it. You'll get the benefit of that fact, because it's a fact. Everything here is only seemingly so. It can only rise to a point of, it's appearing, this appears to be really fucked. But it isn't really fucked, it's just appearing to be really fucked. And who is it, is, who is it that it's appearing to? You! You're giving it all the meaning it has. Nothing here has a meaning other than the one you're giving it. Yeah? Without this world, without you, there ain't a world. Yeah? Let's say you go back 10 years, let's say three days from now, you sense this presence of the exact sense that you had right now. Because it's not three, year, three days ahead. There's only a now. Yeah? Time is a construction built on the same infinite space. It's never been partitioned, never been not here, and never going to be here or was here. It's always available at all times, right where you are. As long as you're here, all, all there is is available. As long as you're here, right now, in this event, all there is is available to us. Yeah. Not for you. Not as you. Let's say more through you. Yeah. And it's like I like to say, water doesn't maybe have any intention to clean, but if it's moving through a hose, because of its quality, its nature, it's going to clean the hose. Yeah? When you entertain it, it's amazing. When you start entertaining certain possibilities, it's sort of like your storage unit, which is just stale, dead space, basically. You've got so many old ideas stored there, and memories that may have never even happened, all just interpretations, and then t tons and tons of possibilities of me being terribly ill and shit like that. And there's no windows, no circulations occurring. It smells. You ever gone into a room that's got, a light, let's say, a lot of newspaper, and there's no circulation? It smells. It gets fucking rotty and fungusy and stuff like that, moldy. Yeah? That's sort of what we're like in a sense. We're not that. It seems to be that way. This, these possibilities are just like opening a window, and then another window is open, and then life starts circulating through you. Yeah? And you realize life isn't happening to you. It's not an event that you store by memories and experiences you thought you had and opinions and ideas and concepts and this and that. It's not a fucking thing underneath a a microscope that you fucking autopsy and cut apart and then think you know it. Life is happening. Yeah? Not to you. It's happening. And you and I are one of the camera locations for that happening to be noticed. Yeah? We're conscious. Yeah? 
Consciousness is moving through us, engaged with this place, by seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, and touching, and then also hearing thoughts. Yeah? And no matter how you look at it, no matter if you look at it close up or far away, there's no noun to be found. There is no pseudo-subject. All there is is subjectivity. There's all there is is all-knowingness. There's no knower. Yeah? There's all-seeing. There is no seer. There's all-hearing. There is no hearer. There's all-feeling, but there is no feeler. There isn't a noun. And that's the dilemma. The, the conditional mind is taking itself to be a thing, which gives it a, a location, and then from that location, which is bogus, you're giving everything else the meaning it has. So you're given everything the meaning. You're given all of its directions. This is happening to me. This is happening to someone else. It should be happening to me. And all this based on this false reference point. Yeah? And then we, we can't stand the fucking heaviness of it, yet we want to get lighter and we fall into this, the second little lock, which is self's going to try to get out of self, which isn't going to work. And basically, all your attempts to get out of self are just another level of being in self. Yeah? It cannot be so. The solution is prior to the problem. Yeah? The solution is prior to the problem. Let's say you feel like you're bound or you're in a prison, your own prison, and so many people say it eloquently at meetings, you know. I'm in, a, I'm in my own little jail cell, but there's no bars, they're imaginary, and all this and all that. Yeah? And so you want to get out of that prison. The whole solution to being in the prison, you want to really have the experience of being out of it, realize you were never in it. That's the only place it works. Telling you. When, when you realize you're not in something that you have this huge drive to get out of, that's the experience of being out of it. Yeah? With no thought or effort on your part. It's just the, all the thought and effort is part of being in it. Yeah? That's like stirring it up. It's when there's no thought or effort, or like Ramana Maharshi from the book I was reading today, it's just be still, you know, stay in that stillness. Yeah? The stillness of what? Your own presence, you yeah? It's always been here. At every moment of this damn life, you've been located in that presence, not in a physical location. You've been of that presence, yeah? Which is more of everywhereness. It's not self-centeredness, it's centeredness. (coughs) Today I had a really lovely day with the, the quality of the stillness. It was just a really nice gift of a day. You know, I, had, I heard something, and it was like, it just provoked a real strong unspoken yes that just reverberated for a while. So I was going to be doing something. I decided, no, I better honor this. So I went to a nice place I liked in this Golden Gate Park. And I just sat there and... Uh, That's that. Just sat there. And that was more than enough. <laughs> everything, was, everything was on automatic. It was just a matter of sitting there. I didn't want to be busy. I rather I wanted just to sit still with it and just let it wash over. Wash over. And it was just like a, you're always in the water, but sometimes when you're totally submerged in the water, you'll have an experience of being like washed over by it also, which is an added benefit. Yeah? You're always as wet as it can be. But it's really nice when, like, 
like a little jet stream hits you, a jet spray hits you, and then you just feel so fucking refreshed, you know, on all levels, physically, emotionally, mentally. And you're, you're, the spirit is always exactly the way it is. There's nothing, you're not going to improve your spirit or, or you're not going to also diminish it. It's not. It's it's not in your. It's not in your realm. Not in the realm of mentation. Not in the realm of content. Yeah, that's the context. This. It's never touched by any of the shenanigans we think we're getting up to, or anyone else is getting up to. It's not leaving one mark. Not even a head of tattoo. Nothing. It's. It's just clear and pristine, like it's always been. Yeah. It's. It's got total integrity about its own nature. Yeah. It's not sullied or diluted by any possibilities that are being entertained within it. They have no effect on it. That's the place to really rest your head. Your headless head, in a way. So today was like a nice thing. Now, can you grab it as a memory? No. Because the funny thing was, when my head was trying to make it into something, what I was trying to make into something was (laughs) ever-present. (laughs) <laughs> so I wanted to build like an idol that was sort of like it, but the way it was was the way it is was was overriding it by its isness. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. You can't really acquire it or or memorialize it. All you can do is relent, let it just wash over you. Yeah. And then you'll, your attention and interest will be freed from that slavery or augmentation because what you're so obsessed with won't, will be seen as not to be you. It's not, it's not noble. It's not like you're giving anything up. You just entertain, hey, I may not be that. And if it brings true, you'll lose interest in all that. And that is, all of that is, is made up. Yes, it's, it has to be produced, it has to be referred to, it has to be remembered, because it isn't so. Yeah? What is so doesn't need any advertising campaign, doesn't need any reinforcement. It's just, it's a, it's just a revelation, in a sense. So if the problem is imaginary, and that's what the solution is going to reveal to you, the problem is imaginary, once that's seen, there's even no need for a solution. That's how economical it is. There's no addition or subtraction whatsoever. You've been exactly what you've been looking for the whole time. Because what you are is not in time. In time, it can seem not to be so. But out of time, in timelessness, there's... All there is is that soreness. Yeah. There's nothing to disturb it or disrupt it or to be in conflict with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I found out it works with this. Just entertain the possibilities we share here. That's what occurred. And then uh, the aperture came out of that locked position, opened up. Of course, when a camera opens up, it gets a wider vision. 
a wider view, things that it would take not to be so, and now they, they are seen as so. Yeah? And after a while, as we shared it the other night at this meeting, the aperture opens up like this, and so we would like it if it would just do this. Yeah? So then I'd become more and more clear. I become incredibly wise. I become unbelievably elevated. Yes, but it doesn't do that really. It goes like this, but it also moves back. So what was taken to be behind the camera is seen to be in front of the camera. Yeah, that's the the charades over at that point. <laughs> You'd like it to be here because then you can make it something. It'd be a bigger, better, more spiritual you. But when it moves here, it's like Ramana Maharshi said, your head is in the tiger's mouth. It's a done deal. <laughs> because this has been assumed to be the starting point, hasn't it? This has been assumed to be the one who's conscious. Yeah. When you get conscious of this as an object, it's going to really, really be very surprising to your whole mental construct, because that's the biggest linchpin it has about being you, yeah? When you become conscious of this, like you'd be conscious of another object, yeah? But the thoughts and all the feelings and all like that, when you become conscious of that, it's pretty much over then. Now you're just going to play it out the rest of your life. Probably start traveling lighter, and it'll probably keep getting lighter. Just like in the Course of Miracles, it says, you know, what's going to happen in this dream, this place, and where these action figures of these drug figures, is that we're going to dream ourselves out of the dream. And as we're dreaming ourselves out of this dream, the dream's going to get happier. It's a damn beautiful statement. Yeah. When you, we're dreaming ourselves, either you're dreaming yourself into this place, or you're dreaming yourself out of this place. It's gonna go either way, yeah? It's like, there's like, it's like a two-step dance, yeah, called duality. So either we're dreaming ourselves into this place, taking ourselves to be this dreamt object, and having a huge story to reinforce that, as this is all I am, and that's all you are, and this is how it is, yes? And then I'll die to the bitter end of fucking be convinced of that. When you're never convinced of that, you have too many experiences, especially when you were young, that you were in this fucking place. You know? But here's the miracle. So we're dreaming this place. And so the Course of Miracles is so gentle. It says you're not going to be fucking ripped out of the dream. What you're going to do is dream yourself out of the dream. You're going to use the dream, the dreaming that's going on, to undo the dream. Yeah? Just like you use the, uh, the poison as an antidote with repetition. Yeah? You're going to use, the fact is, the mind's dreaming here. We're not going to say, hey, stop the dreaming. It's, you know, no, all right, what's going to happen is entertain some possibilities. And what will happen is you'll keep dreaming, but you'll dream yourself out of the dream. Who else could dream themselves out of the dream but the dreaming? Or the dreamer, I don't like to use a noun, but dreaming, yeah? The only thing that's ever going to dream itself out of the dream is what's dreaming the dream. Yeah. <laughs> Everything that's been dreamt can't get out of the dream. Yeah? It doesn't exist anywhere. It only appears to be real in the dream to what's dreaming. Yeah? In other words, you and I are the only reality here. We're lending that reality to so many freaking things out of what they would call an ignorance, or we're ignoring something, which is our own nature. 
We've taken ourselves to be a, a, a physical, dreamt-like nature, and through this, we're giving meaning to things, and they're seeming as real as real can be to us, because we are what's real. Yeah. How could else? What else is lending the reality to these things if they're not real? Where, where is it? Why, where are they getting the sense of being real? They're being given the sense of being real. They're not getting it anywhere. They're being given it. Where is that sense of being real being given from? What's real? Where else could it come from? Yeah? How can something seem so real to you, and then the next day not seem real to you, and then seem real again? You're the only reality there is here. <laughs> That's called the dreamer. So we're dreaming this dream, and you know what? We're going to dream ourselves out of it. So we'll take ourselves less seriously. Yeah? In other words, that's what in recovery we say. Rule 62. Stop taking yourself so seriously. Yeah? Don't take yourself so seriously. You can't be more serious than take it to be you. I mean, that's what, you can't get more serious to, than take something to be you. It's, that's bigger than God. You are bigger than God here. Yeah? So if I give something the meaning of being me, it's the biggest God of all. So here I am, dreaming myself into this dream, and now we're not going to screw around with the formality of the situation, we're just going to dream ourselves out of it, yeah? If you think you've been in something, then you can think you can get out. And when, as you're dreaming yourself out of it, sooner or later you're going to realize you were never in it, yeah? You were never in it. That's the only way you can ever be stabilized being out of it. If you believe you're in it, you'll have experiences of being out of it, only to be back in it again, and now be jonesing for another experience of being out of it. Yeah? If it ain't shooting, it'll be spiritual practices or something, other thing, or sex, or anything like that. Hey, I felt bet I felt like I was out of that, and out of that thing I think I'm in. Let me do more of that, because I want to get out of it as much as possible. But the in is still a looming reality. Yeah? All you're moving towards something is really moving away from that. I want to get out of that. I want to get out of that. Yeah, it's another form of slavery. What happens if you realize you're not in it? Yeah. It short-circuits the whole dualistic construct of the conditional mind. I'm never in it, so therefore I don't need to try to get out of it. That's being out of it. There's not a second step. It doesn't go this, therefore that. It's this, and that's that. Yeah. It's so clean. It saves you so much freaking time. It throws a wrench in the mental, the mentation's works because it wants to go from, all right, I was in it, now I'm out of it, now I want to stay out of it, and then you get back in it. Yeah? And so on, like a slinking going on and on and on, being driven by its own momentum. Yeah? So you get out, and it makes that re what you thought you were in real. And therefore, it looms over your outness, so you can't even enjoy being out of it because you know you're going to be fucking back in it again. Yeah? It's a <laughs> There's no peace at all in that. But if, you, if it was prior to that, if you were prior to that, the solution was, hey, the best way to get out of something is realize you were never in it. That's it. Or, what's the best way to deal with what's not happening? Realize it's not happening. It's the best way. You don't have to do anything else. Yeah? If you try to do anything else to what's not happening, it will seem to be happening. Yeah? What's going to allow something that isn't happening to seem to be happening? It must get it from you. By you getting engaged with it, now it seems to be happening. Because you're the only thing that's happening. And we're lending that happening to so many other fucking things. 
And those things now come around and bite us in the ass. Like it says beautifully in the thing, you and I are the dreamer of this dream, or the dreaming of this dream. Follow this, it's a very good diagnostic. Yeah? You and I are the dreaming of this dream. We forgot that we're dreaming this dream. That's called ignorance, let's say. Yeah? And now, in that forgetfulness, we've given everything we dreamt the power to affect us as this dreamt object. That's the, that's the point of ignorance. It's called identification as a self. When mind becomes identified as a self, what it's dreaming now has the ability to affect it as this. Yeah? So the dreamt tiger, I don't care how many books, if you're in a little space and you think there's a real tiger there, I don't care how many books you read about how to inhabit a small space with a tiger. And it's not going to freaking work, yeah? Because the reality is going to override all you're trying to make it unreal, yeah? The reality is there's a freaking tiger in this space. You're reading these books and trying to make it unreal, basically, yeah? Aren't you? Oh, this isn't really happening, or I'm going to make affirmations, about that. Yeah. But you don't see that by trying to make it unreal, you're giving it more reality than ever. Yeah. What happens is, you don't try to question the dream tiger, question you. Maybe you're a dreamt object. If you're the dreamt object, and you wake up from that, the dreamt tiger will be seen as what? A dreamt tiger. Does it have any ability to affect you anymore? No. Yeah. It can only affect me when I believe it to be something that it isn't. Voila! These are supposed to help. These are very succinct little statements that give you a view of how things are constructed here, how things get reinforced, how this whole little machination keeps on running. Yes? If you see one little bit of it, you can expand principally on the whole thing. It's not like you don't have to see the beast from head to toe. All you maybe have to see is the tail, and then you realize the whole thing. That's the quality of mind. That's why they say faith mind. Have faith in mind. The mind can get it. Yeah. It is it. How can it not? How can it miss that? Yeah. It can only seemingly miss it by being so engaged here because it thinks it's the thing that is here. Yeah. Called the identification as a self. That's what's putting everything else into play. That's the one, that's the first little knot. You go there, question it, and if it loosens through the grace of whatever, yeah, then all the other knots loosen up. Because a, a thread from this one goes through all of them. You can't get relief from this by loosening the 30th knot. Let's say relationships. It's not going to happen. But a thread comes through all of the topics of life from here. Change this, Question this, and everything gets shifted. Yeah? That's how you know the tree by its fruits. You see, hey, I entertain this possibility, and now I have a stabilized sense of traveling later through whatever the geography of this life is going to be for me. What more demonstration do I need? It's the same thing that demonstrated with me in recovery. I didn't come here on a, into recovery on a bottom. I came through as a divine in, in, intervention. Something shut down the self thing for about five minutes, information downloaded, and that information is still a living solution till this day after 25 years. Yeah. That was an incredible demonstration to the mind that it's the mind. <laughs> that it isn't this Paul that did this. Because how could a down-out junkie become such a recovered person? The only way is not neither the recovered person nor the junkie. Yeah? 
They're just possibilities of mind. What else could it be? There's one supreme reality, and you're not seeing it here. It's not a thing. It can appear to be a thing, but you're not going to get its true reality by the appearance. You'll probably take it to be the like the cookie-cutter thing that it's appearing as, yeah? But that mind is what's real. That's why your day with one thought, if you believe that thought, it has the power to totally ruin your day. One thought, yeah? One thought preceded by a very simple little word, my. My thought will grab all your attention and piss on your fucking parade that day. Who's, who's allowing that to happen? It ain't the thought, it's you. You're the reality that can make everything seem to be so real. It can't get reality from anywhere else but reality. And you and I are that, right now. Yeah? I live in a reality, a total reality, shooting cocaine, running around like crazy, doing that thing, like a fucking uh, a rat, just just trying to consume that, that cocaine cheese all day. Running, 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 running. That was as real as real can fucking be. Yeah. As real as real as can be. When someone comes to a meeting and they're really flipped out, in a sense, they are really flipped out. Only to a level of seemingly, but because it's what they are that seeming sees it that way, it really will seem that way. Yeah? This is the most empowering message because it's not spiritual victimhood or passivity. It's incredibly empowering because you see your role in this place. You're all there is here. Yeah? Your, your fingerprints are on everything. Everything. Mind has been giving meaning through this little camera location. Every meaning that's ever been given has been given by mind. Not one meaning ever came back at us because it doesn't have an inherent existence. Everything we're seeing as they capture an incredible profound statement in Buddhism is empty. It's empty of being an inherent, real, solid, unique, separate thing. All things here are appearing to be so. But what are they appearing to be so too? Why shirk that responsibility? You have the ability to respond to that. Jesus Christ. Where would blame go? It'll die. You'll see what's the point of me fucking throwing this off on someone else. I'm giving everything all the meaning it has. If, what, if they've lauded anything over in me, they were given that power by what I am. They must have. Where else do they get it? Yeah? Where, does, where would falsehood find a reserve to appear real from? Where is it going to get that fuel? Oh, I'm going to get that super high-octane gas reality. No, it has to be given it by the mind. Yeah. Where does it seem to be issuing forth from? Around this neighborhood, yeah. Why do you keep looking for it as if it's somewhere else? It's what's looking right now is what you're looking for. Right now, what's looking is what you're looking for. It's just been construed to be something fucking that you can't recognize. You think it's a thing that's done all these terrible things and is, and is expecting some other terrible things to happen to it. This is very, very liberating. It's not a fucking, it's not another form of slavery. Yeah.
We know we'll enslave anyone anything. When has I ever given anyone anything at these meetings? We don't give out many tips. We don't have a brochures on meditation or the next retreats on the, in the pipeline. We don't even have damn intensives. Who, what? It can't be more intense than this. <laughs> I mean, this is as intense as it gets. Re- recognizing the oddness of what's happening here is fucking incredibly intense. Yeah. This is always an introductory offer. You're the product. I can't sell you anything other than... I can only point out to you that you may be what you're looking for. Yeah. And it's the how you're looking that's causing some kind of confusion. Because you think it's you that's going to be looking for you. Yeah, that there's a better, bigger, more authentic self that you as this very guilty and shameful self is going to try to look for. And then when I find that, I'll be the better self. And I can leave the lesser self down and I'll be now the more authentic self. That's not it. You, know? you are that pristine emptiness. That incredible, infinite, vacant mind that's impossible to decipher or understand. All you do is find out little bits and pieces it desires to express you. Yeah, you're the conduit. It happens to you. It may happen seemingly to you. It can happen for others, and you'll see it that way. It'll happen for you. You'll see it that way. But you'll see another. You'll see another signature on all the checks here. <laughs> it doesn't have a first or last name. It's nameless. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the grace, babe. Swear. Yeah. The requirements come at our end. Yeah? There'll be so much on offer. The only way it can be stopped is by your own considerations. That you don't deserve it, you're not ready. Ooh, I gotta prepare for this. There's a statement in the Course of Miracles about the holy instant, which means this moment, yeah? There's no other holy instant, really. <laughs> no. And it says, the biggest uh, impediment for people to entertain the holy instant is their belief that they don't deserve it. And how does that belief get expressed? By all their plans to prepare for it. Hmm, yes, oh yes. Would that fall under the connotation of playing God? Yes, I would say so, Yeah. God is inviting you, but you go, no, 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 God, I think I have to prepare myself for this event. (laughs) I don't think I'm purified enough yet. your opinion that I'm always available and ready at all times. I, you know, I need some requirements met. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I've done some bad things. I think I've got to clean, you know, very bad things. I wouldn't want to talk to you about it, you know. <laughs> See you, brother. Sonny, could you call me up? Or, or just call me up, alright? Thanks. Yeah. We used to have an old story called, uh, did you hear the, uh, door of heaven, knocking on heaven's door. So most of us have heard it, but I'll say it again, because it, it's a, another way of trying to put it this way. So here's, here's heaven's door, right? And uh, I want to get out of here, so I'm thinking heaven would be a good escape. So I've been praying a lot and stuff like that, and I get to the door, and I knock on it, and then the door immediately opens. It's sort of very 
disquieting, you know, there's God, like, well, wait a minute, where was he? He must have been right at the door when I knocked on it. Yeah. <laughs> this, this sort of implies timelessness in heaven, but it's just another inside joke. So, so the door opens and I go, God, can I come in? And, you know, I wouldn't really like to be in heaven and stuff. I've had enough of this place. And, and he looks right at me and says, Paul, you can't come in. So that's, that sort of hurts me a lot, you know. So I decide, all right, got to get better. i got to work harder, do more meditation, just and that's so why I leave. And I go on my way and start practicing a lot of things that I think are good ways, good paths. They have thousands of years behind them, you know, backing them up, so they must be good. So I do all these practices, and I feel like I'm ready now. It's been eight years. And I go back to the heaven's door, and it swings right open. It's very eerie, and there he is. And I, I go, okay, can I come in? And God looks at me and says, Paul can't come in. So now I get fucking pissed, you know, because I, you know, I was, I had some tolerance, no acceptance, but I was tolerating, all right, eight years, but now I didn't really deserve to be in there. So now I just flip out and I start partying and I do all this shit, heinous acts and I'm running around. And then I get washed up on the shore after all this tumultuous living and then something happens, something dawns in my head and there's heaven's door. So I knock on the door, and then God opens it, and I go, can I come in? And he says, Paul can't come in, and I walk right in, you see. He wasn't, it wasn't personal, he was just stating a fact. A Paul, a Mary, a Steve, a Joe can't come in, see. He was just stating a fact, he wasn't talking to me personally. And when I realized I wasn't Paul, I walked right in, yeah. I could have walked right in the first time. The requirement wasn't on his side or heaven's side, it was on my side. Yeah? I took myself to be a someone and no someone can walk into the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. That's the point we're trying to get across a lot of these talks. So something will just give up. That, And you'll know it when, it's, when the seeking engine turns off you'll get an incredible feeling of like a like a presence or a hum of energy or something. You'll just sense stillness, you know, or silence. You'll feel how impregnated silence is. You'll sense it, yeah? While you were rover running it with all the noise of the head, yeah? Looking, 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 looking. When it stops, you'll really hear silence. You'll sense it. You'll sense the presence. And when you lay your head there, you'll find rest, true rest, true rest. Yeah. And you have enough interest and attention to deal with the day. I mean, the way I live now, if I would had two kids and a wife and stuff, I wouldn't be living that way. But the way I live now is based on the situation I am, I'm in. And it's appropriate for that situation. If I live this way with two kids and a wife, it may not be appropriate, yeah. But it's perfectly suited for the invitation. It's like the perfect seat assignment. This is what happens. Everyone, you know, there's nothing lacking and there's nothing added on to. It's just always available at all times. Yeah. It'll, become a, it'll become obvious in your life and I bet you you'll start traveling later. Yeah. And if you need some repetition, we have meetings every week. So they repeat the same message. You know, people call me up. What are you, are you going to have a different different topic this weekend? No, no. 
It's been eight, 18 years now. The topic never changes. What's the point of moving from here? If you move from here as here, you're not going anywhere. <laughs> Seriously. If you're moving from here as here, you're not going anywhere. It's, it's pointless. Yeah? <laughs> Why not entertain it and let it entertain it? For me, I've been entertaining it for years now. There's no point to move on to anything else. Yeah, this was the last answer. It's just that now, all it is is because it constantly stays open, so you just keep entertaining, entertaining, entertaining. And then it shows you in so many faceted different ways the same light. That's all. But it's always the same light, but you see it in thousands of different fast, faceted ways, you know, reflecting on a. Like today, I was at this pond and there was a reflection, it was super calm. There's these two trees that are growing in the water and their leaves, all big, big canopy, hanging in the water, just touching the surface so you could see the reflection. See, here was the point where the leaf was hitting the water and then they both went this way. The reflection went this way and that way. But there was a point. The point was where our mind is, is where the water, where the leaf hit the point, you know, hit the water. There was that. And then from there, both pictures. You saw the same picture. It was so cool. And then an hour later, the wind had picked up, and now the surface was there, and that possibility was gone. Not to be lost. It was never there in a way. It only appears or disappears. Yeah. So at that point, because conditions change, it seemed to disappear. But what's appearing and disappearing? What's witnessing that never appears or disappears? And that's what you and I are. Yeah, I witnessed the, the calmness of it and, that, and the effects that produced, and I also witnessed the thing and the effects that produced. But this isn't affected. Yeah, this is not an effect. Yeah, yeah. this is the stable point. It's a pointless point. It's the stability. The comings this way, the goings that way, are happening from this still point. Yeah. That's the point of consciousness hitting, and then you see the things happen. Yeah. We're in that, we're in that pause, like we talk about in recovery. The word pause has such a deep meaning for me, because I've had a number of those events, and I, it means a lot. Pause, P-A-U-S-E. That pause is that space, that's our original face. Yeah. A pause isn't produced by anything, nor is it diminished by anything. It's just there, yeah, and then our attention may leave it, but it's still there, yeah. So, yes, that's Any questions today? Tasty, eh? Ah, so good. It's like a nice souffle with icing on it today. Yeah, icing. It's like glossy icing, the lights reflecting off it. It's very, I'll tell you, you need